0: The Love it, Featuring Your Host, Jane Dunn. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. There's so much divide happening throughout the planet at the moment. People are passionate, they're scared, some are excited, many are speaking out, many are arguing, families are becoming divided, relationships, parents, children, friendships. It's an incredible, turbulent time. And I want to remind you that many, many times I've talked about the XY vibration on podcasts. X being the old, the way of being. Y being the new desire, the way forward. And in the middle of moving to that Y is a whole lot of chaos. And that is exactly where we are at right now. I expected this to be happening eight years ago in 2012 and it didn't, but here we are 2020 and it's all happening now. And while some of it is certainly playing out how I thought it might, the vast majority is not at all playing out how I thought it would. But the one thing we do have is without a shadow of a doubt, the great awakening. The great awakening is, is the awakening of each individual to their own sovereignty, to their own divine power, to their own source, to their own being. And that happens uniquely for each and every one of us. No two will be the same. We'll have similarities and we seek those who are having a similar experience. However, most of us are having a very unique experience journey in the Great Awakening. I denied about doing this podcast. I tried so many times in the last six months. And in fact, I'm going to share a little funny story before we get right into the Great Awakening. I knew that episode 250 was going to come at some point in the last, or nearly three years. Oh, 2018, two, two years. And I held off because I kept thinking there's something more that I'm going to want to say. But each time I thought I had something to say, I realized I'd already said it on the 249 episodes. So I held off. <laughs> Never did I realize it was going to be this episode. So about three months ago, I decided it was time to do this episode in amongst all the craziness. And my reason for doing that is that so much of the, you know, five years of recording. My contribution was very much around understanding sensitivity, understanding empathy, healing, growing, accepting, expanding, and ultimately using the superpowers that come with being an empath. So when we moved into this great global crisis, I could do nothing but feel the pain Of so many empaths. And that's why I've been motivated to do this episode, because many are doing it really hard at the moment. But there's lots of really good news coming. So then I decided I'm going to do this episode and I'm going to give it my best shot. So I wrote out the topics that I wanted to talk about in this, in this great story of what's going on. And I wrote one, two, three, four, five, six, Seven, eight, nine, holy dooly, 10 pages of very small print of the subject lines. So there would have to be 50 topics on each page. There's 500 individual stories that I wanted to share with you that I've not shared I've shared concepts and little touched on in other episodes, but this was all coming together of one story of thousands of years in the creation that leads all the way through to 2020 and ties in probably the vast majority, if not all, of the 249 episodes plus a whole heap of more new stuff. That said, I realised it was going to take another five years to do that. So, I'm going to leave that for some fun for another day, and instead, I'm going to talk about where we're at now, what some people will be experiencing, feeling, and uh, how we can move from fear to love. Because as you know, the very first episode of Love Life was, are you coming from fear or are you coming from love? And we're being tested right now. We are absolutely being tested on everything that we know, everything that we have learnt about how to drive our emotional system and how to be the person that we want to be. So what I am seeing is the great divide everywhere. And whether it is Black against white, whether it is Christian against Muslim, whether it is mask wearer against non-mask wearer, vaxxer against anti-vaxxer, science against religion or spirituality against um, oh, so many different conflicts. It's all over the shop. And it's hard to sit in that because we see different opinions that are being passionately shared like never before. And we want to feel love and connection. Yet all we see is difference and divide. We see so much fear. I want to encourage you to go take a step back and really look at a bigger picture with yourself out of it. And look at a, a picture of a community or a, or a group of people or the whole planet. And what I do see with very clear eyes that excites me so much is I can't remember in my 57 years of living ever having people speaking so passionately about what they now believe in whatever story it is they're coming into. And as I said, it could be any of 500 stories of of things I wrote down on 10 pieces of paper. But it's the passion that excites me most. People that just went about their life in a very unconscious way and zero judgment on those beautiful people. Many of them are are friends, family, you know, gorgeous beings, but they just go about their lives doing their daily things and they don't think too much and they don't feel too much and they don't express too much. And that's okay, except we're at the Great Awakening and now everybody is thinking more feeling more and speaking more, and that excites me so much. So when I go on to mainstream media, which I haven't watched mainstream media in 17 years, I think we worked out. So, you know, yes, every now and again, the radio will come on in the car with the news or I haven't done, you know, here in Australia, you channel seven, nine, 10 to and SBS News for seventeen years because I realise they are all compromised. It's it's a political um, arena that is not one that I wish to participate in, or I didn't. Uh, And I also realised that there was a lot of uh, fearful stuff that I didn't need to know. Typically, the first five minutes on most news services going back pre, or actually it's probably still applicable now, is all fear-based. And often it would be the full half hour would be fear-based. So I just chose to not go into that. As a result though, of what's going on now, I became really curious about things that people were passionate about and I thought where are they getting their information from so I went back onto mainstream media now I still choose to not turn the idiot box on for you know half an hour of of being brainwashed by political agendas however I do go onto their like Twitter accounts or Facebook accounts and I can see the headlines I don't have to watch the vision which might be horrendous or upsetting, but I can read then the comments. And I have been so excited by the comments. But what I do also see is the fighting and the shaming, the suppression. This is the first time that I've seen everybody's voices, well, not everyone speaking up, but an awful lot of speaking up. And I want to celebrate that. And my challenge to all you gorgeous, highly evolved, so conscious and heart-based people is that can you sit in the storm and where necessary soothe or maybe where necessary provide a loving opposition, a different point of view? Can you share your wisdom without being triggered? That's hard you might find that you can do it for 10 minutes or you can find you can do it for half an hour or you can find you can do it once a month or you can find that you can sit in it for five hours and that's enough. But it is an opportunity for all of you gorgeous, highly aware people to really be helping those who are seeking something greater than themselves To help them to find that spark within, help people to stand on their feet, help people to have a voice. Doesn't matter if they don't agree with what I think. That's almost immaterial. My job's not to get the whole planet to think like I do. My job is to just get the whole planet to think and feel with connection. And we can absolutely be connected when we are in opposing points of view. Without a doubt, and the test is go onto the comments on on a mainstream media or a politician. Actually, in fact, probably one of the most testing ones to go onto is Trump. If you go onto his official Twitter, there's some fake ones out there, so you want to make sure that you're on the one that's got the red uh, the uh, blue tick next to it that says it's officially his. And you read comments, you're going to see so much contrast. Some you're going to see people standing really firmly, respectfully, sharing a different point of opinion. Others you're going to see being triggered. You're going to see the hate. You're going to see all sorts of things. But to be able to witness that and send all of those people love for the growth that they've had, I think is very dynamic and powerful. If we think back to the episodes where I talk about climbing the emotional ladder and down the bottom, you know, we might have depression and there might be sadness or anger, frustration, boredom, whatever. And remember when we've talked so much about don't wipe away people's tears. We're so quick to wipe away people's tears because we perceive that as a negative thing. And yet the truth could be that maybe that person hasn't cried for 10 years because they didn't know how to, and they were more living in a lower vibration than the release that tears give. We can't assume where people have come from. So when we see somebody fighting furiously, being shaming, ridiculing, suppressing, belittling, horrendous points of view that might shock us, that person may have felt nothing for 10 years, and suddenly they're feeling more alive than they ever have, they are climbing the emotional ladder. And if we choose to meet people at where they're at and come from love while using our incredible abilities of of empathy and compassion, we can plant seeds of wisdom to help them to come from love and not fear but we can't take them from crying to oh now we're going to have the most exciting moment of our lives because it just doesn't work that way emotions that are that are processed need to be moved through gently honestly openly and getting the dark out getting out everybody's whether it's aggression or sadness or anger, doesn't matter, whatever they're getting out that can be perceived as being in a lower vibration on the emotional ladder is such a healthy thing. You know, we all know how much we've all worked so much on ourselves, to embrace our shadow side, to look at our darkness, to own it and accept that as a valuable part of us, well, this is an opportunity for each individual on the planet to be doing the same. And let's talk about the mirror effect. Like, wow, is that happening on a global scale? The mirror is being held up everywhere to us. It is so easy right now to massively be in judgment. In fact, it's common for us to be in judgment non-stop. So to stop and witness what it is that we are judging and then look at that within ourselves, and I'm not going to go into how we do all of that because if you've listened to the other 249 episodes, you are experts at knowing how to do that. And no doubt you've surpassed everything I've shared and you've gone on and done your own learnings and put your own spin on things and you have have no doubt got the new improved version of whatever it was I was sharing. However, that mirror effect is fantastic fascinating now one of the other most beautiful things i think that we can do is encouraging conversation because politically we can see in every country it's the two party system they want you divided and they're playing all sorts of games that are going on it is the divide that separates always all of us from connection or it doesn't matter what the topic is So if we can instead step into tolerance, now we know we can only stay in tolerance for a short period of time, and then we either accept or reject. We observe with tolerance what is, then we accept what is with an awareness of how we would perhaps like to see something go to a more loving space. Then we have the opportunity to gently start a conversation and it is always the conversations that make change. Every massive thing that has ever happened in the history of the planet has always started with conversations and we get to do it either from love or from fear. So the call right now is for every one of you amazing conscious people to be rising up and facing the challenge of the conversations that are uncomfortable, that we don't agree with, to potentially meet people where they're at while they're in a state of great awareness, terrific self-awareness of what they are feeling and what they are thinking and what they are expressing. This is the opportunity to gently plant a seed of perhaps a, another possibility. And so we might climb them from fear they may take them to sadness. You know, there's a lot of sadness on the planet at the moment because without a shadow of a doubt, we've been lied to about everything, our entire lives. So there is an incredible amount of sadness at that. That's, that's not an easy thing to accept. But then sadness feels better than anger for some. Or maybe it goes the other way around, but we will be climbing up. And then from there, we start to see truth in whatever area is our passion. And from there, we start to see self-empowerment because from that point, your intuition, your gut feeling, your sixth sense, your third eye, everything is going to be kicking in with what you know. And so this really is the veil being lifted. And we knew that we were moving from a third dimensional to a fifth dimensional vibration. We thought back in 2012, none of us, well, I certainly didn't really know what it looked like. I thought it was going to be a bit of kumbaya with lots of, you know, peace and love all going around the planet. (laughs) And that is coming. That is absolutely coming. Without a shadow of a doubt, that's coming. However, in the meantime, we've got to get through the mucky waters of 3D, 4D, 5D. And, and just to give this a bit of lightheartedness and to share a bit of how I'm going in all of this is that, you know, my beautiful, best friend, gorgeous Nikki will, will you know, ring and say, how are you, how are you going today? And I'll go, mm, well... It's 10 a.m. and already I've been in 3D, 5D, 4D, 3D, 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 5D. Felt good then. 4D, 3D. And we laugh. Our vibration has never been all over the shop than it is right now. And that's also a reason that I have found it hard to record this episode because I had to hook in to the collective consciousness of what's going on globally, which. Is changing on a minute by minute basis the vibration, and then I had to hook into my vibration and be able to hold it strong enough to be able to get a lovely what I hope is a high vibrational uh, message out that is one of uh, of connection and one that you can identify with and understand, one that will soothe your your fears one that will help you to expand and one that hopefully motivates you to step into the role that without a shadow of a doubt, 100% of you listening to this were born to do. So I want to remind you that you chose this incarnation. Now, I may have shared this on a podcast in the past. I don't know if I have or haven't, but I remember many years ago, doing a wonderful workshop with a very wise Indigenous lady, beautiful woman, and she said to me, you're so blessed you won the lottery when you got this incarnation. There were billions of souls, trillions, probably loads more, lining up wanting this incarnation. And I thought, yeah, right, don't think I'm buying that one, but thanks, I'll Put it away in the memory bank, and there have been times in life, like with all of you, that I've thought, you know what, this is too hard. I'm going off planet, and I will be honest and say that uh, around February this year, I thought, I don't know that I can do this. This is really, really, really hard. Here we are in what are we in? And nearly the end of August, and i'm so pleased i stayed on planet because she was right there is not a soul on this planet that didn't win the lottery to be here right now and i i know it doesn't feel like it well maybe for some of you it does that that sorry that sounded a bit patronizing and i do not mean that at all trying to talk on many different levels here so Why have we won the lottery? Why this lifetime? What's so special about this lifetime? It is, I believe, and I'm always learning and growing, and as I have said numerous times before, and will say once again now, I reserve the right to change my opinion based on new evidence. And there's that word, evidence. What have I said in 249 episodes? I reckon I would have said it at least 200 times. Gather your own evidence. And that is what the Great Awakening is. It is about each individual, beautiful, perfect human being gathering their own evidence, their evidence of who are they, why are they here, what's their path? What's their passion? What's their joy? What's their sole purpose? What is it they wish to contribute? What role is it that they wish to play? And so it is therefore up to each of us to gather our own evidence. So anything I say on this podcast or any of the 249 before, it's not to be believed. It's to be considered and felt. And if you feel your way through what excites you or what triggers you or what motivates you, what sparks you, follow that spark. That's the God spark. That's the soul connecting to the higher self, connecting to all that is. And as we do that, we learn who we are, why we're here, What's our path? What's our destiny? And destinies change all the time. We've always got choice. We have free will. Absolutely. So this whole ascension is the wake up of each human being to who they are at their essence And that excites me so much. So when I get on forums or forums, there's a nice like 1990s internet term. If I get on um, social media and have a look at comments that are being written, it is so divine to see each person stepping, stepping into their sovereignty, their individual power. And it's not my job to not listen to what they're saying or not not honour what they are saying, it would be amazing if every person on this planet actually had a voice that they felt like they were being heard and and seen. Now, don't have to agree with it, but let's get the discussions going. It's clear that every one of our systems, and again, I know Beck and I in the early days talked a lot about this on the, on the earlier podcast. It was clear that, it is clear that every single system that we have on our planet is broken. You know, we've talked about the education system, we've talked about um, the medical system, we've talked about the big business, the corporations, the um, politics. It doesn't matter where they want to come from. Pharmaceutical, it is all broken. And this is our time, the free thinkers, to be stepping up with possibilities of what could be fabulous for the future. Never before in the history of, I believe, any planet has this opportunity been presented. Allegedly, now you have to do your own research on that, but what I I have observed as a possibility, which makes exciting sense, and I like positive, uplifting stories, is that planet Earth is apparently the first planet within, allegedly, the galaxy to actually ascend as a planet, as as a living entity from one dimension to another. Typically, we will have lifetimes where we will incarnate on other planets as other species, for want of a better word, uh, other entities, and we experience different um, vibrations. And here on Earth, it's always, of course, been 3D in a time-space reality, and that's all changing. Now, what's it going to look like? idea. Is it going to be great? Hell yeah. It's going to be fabulous. But we get a role in what it's going to be like. We get a role to play here. We actually are incredibly powerful individual co-creators of whatever it is we choose. So now is the time, free thinkers, to really get all those rusty ideas you've had in the back of your head, dust off the cobwebs and bring them out again, or maybe they're already in the forefront of your mind and you're witnessing all this chaos at the moment and you've got some great ideas of what you would like to see moving forward. Now on that, never doubt the power of one individual because there is also something that I am 99.9% sure However, I reserve the right to change my mind uh, of a wonderful thing that I can't give you the correct title because the title I'm going to give you, I believe, was um, originally put together by the bad guys and uh, there is the good guys version which is being rolled out. So I'm going to use the term GESARA, G-E-S-A-R-A. It stands for Global Economic Security and Reformed Act. Now, you may hear the term NASARA, and that means national. So N for national, G for global. So, wow, this is a big rabbit hole, and I'm not going to do it justice because this actual story would take, for me to really do this justice, it actually will take 50 episodes at least, if not 100, or more. So I'm going to try and give a short version and I don't know whether I'll be re-recording from here. Let's just see where we go, whether we get discussions going in the um, Love Life Tribe private Facebook group or what happens. Who knows? Here I am today being present in the vibration of today, giving you what I've got. Now, Jasara is a a model that uh, was agreed upon by 209 countries. And it's a wonderful, I should have had all this in front of me. I'm actually just doing a monologue, no notes, no nothing. I just want to go with where, uh, where this conversation goes. But basically it is uh, returning rights to human beings and uh, sovereignty to all individuals. It is getting rid of um, big business or big corporations controlling way of being moving to each country to have their own governance. My information is that we lost that a long time ago and it's been following, follow the money. I followed the money. I followed the gold. It took me back to about the year six 6000 BC or something. I went right through the St. Germain Trust, which is St. Germain's a fascinating character to follow and his many different, Fascinating and very well known incarnations that he's had, including, you know, the magician that turned everything into gold. It's fascinating. You know, the old saying, all roads lead to Rome, they sure do. That's been fascinating. What's at the base of what was at the base of the Vatican? A whole heap of gold and a whole lot of other stuff. It's a really interesting time. So, money is a big part of this. And your birthright is a big part of this. And if you want to go down that rabbit hole, you can have a bit of fun of don't Google. Let's get off Google. Google is a um, political propaganda platform, as is Facebook, as is Twitter. The best one I've found to use for research, because Google will give you uh, false truths and true falses. So go down, just download this. It's an app. You just download it. It's called Duck Duck. Go like that little game that kids would play, duck, duck, go, and it's not uh, it's not got anywhere near the same censorship. So you get some really different results. From there, you might be interested in looking at your straw man, which when you are born, your a second identity is created, and you are an entity that is worth a considerable amount of money to your country because you will work and you will be a consumer you will spend a lot of money on consuming and you'll pay taxes so basically you know you're feeding the big machine of corporation and so you're worth a lot of money and you get traded on the stock exchange and look now this is all sounding you know well let's talk about conspiracy theories I followed every one of them as you know. How many did I talk about? How many of my theories? I've made up many of my own. One including the next evolution of the human species. I think I said it was about episode 175 or something. I talked about, I believe my theory was the next evolution of the human species will be around sensitivity so where there is the you know the the 17 to 20% of us that are highly sensitive i expected that number to grow and that we were going to get somehow a dna upgrade and that people would learn to be more sensitive. And that is exactly what's happening now. So some of my theories are coming true, which is very exciting. But let's look at the conspiracy theories. Or so far, I haven't found one that doesn't tie into the story as being true. So, you know, whether we talk about, you know, the Wuhan factory where CV, you know, was it made? Was it not? What's going on there? Or is that the same factory that manufactures Adrenochrome? Answer for me is yes. You know, what's going on with banking? Did you know that uh, here in Australia, the Treasury is a private owned company? It's not a, I always thought it was a, a government department. You know, I thought that's something that we, it's its literally a department for the people where they make all the money and manage all the money. No, it's a private corporation, uh, as is in the United States there. What do they call there's The Federal Reserve, not private corporation, all owned by the same families, uh, Rockefellers, um, or is it the Rothschilds? I always get those two mixed up. There's a lot of similarities between the two. One owns all the media and one owns all the banks. Anyway, so banking's been fascinating, and you know, then they, of course, own the media, so they censor whatever they want, and they feed whatever stories you want, which leads to MK Ultra, which is a thing that came out from the forties when a lot of German Nazis. Oh, there's a whole other story about that too. Mm, is Hitler who we thought he was? Maybe not. Interesting. Keep an open mind. Here's what I know. I know. Nothing. That's actually the truth. I everything in life is just an illusion, because everything that I've learnt that I thought I knew, I've considered over the past six months to be untrue, except one thing: love wins always. In fact, all ways. I almost should probably end it there, but I won't. Going on, all right. So there are, there's all these, you know, conspiracy theories. You know, is is weather real? Is weather run? Is it a terrorism thing? Is it run by HAARP? Possibly, you know, is there global ascension? Um, what about space? And well, by the time this recording goes out, I think mainstream media and the political one of the political parties is going to be releasing some fear-based stuff about aliens. Don't buy into it. I've got so much to share about the gorgeous aliens and the Palladians, who I've always loved, love, love. They're amazing. They are so working with us. And if you look in the skies, most people are starting to – not most people, that's an exaggeration. A lot of people are starting to see spaceships. Really cool, really cool. Zero to fear. They are pure, hard vibrational love. Love, love, love. We can go to 9 11. What happened on 9 11? What was due to happen at 10 a.m. on 9 11 was Jasara was to be rolled out. Instead, what happened at 9 a.m. was some buildings got uh, destroyed. Then we, you know, there's conspiracy theories around child trafficking. This was my entry point because in 1981. I witnessed a murder. I was 18... years old, have I got my maths right? Something like that. Yes, that's right. 18 years old and I was outside a, a, a band venue where my boyfriend's band was playing and witnessed a conversation and then saw a murder happen and it was in, those of you listening from South Australia, it was tied in with the family, with Mark Langley um, murder, the murder that was a mystery. He worked on the Hilton Building site. Uh, he went missing. There were rumours not found. There were rumours that it, it was tied in with the family. I was at a bar. I heard um, some two younger guys and an older man arguing. The older man was saying that he was going to go to the police over Mark's death. He couldn't keep it to himself anymore. He had to, he had to spill the beans. The two younger guys thought that was not a good idea, so they stabbed him to death in front of me. That's a pretty horrendous thing to to see and hear when you're eighteen. That led me, you know, I never really forgot that. I, I can't, Well, I did forget it for periods of time, but it led me down a rabbit hole of uh, of pedophilia. Um, and I also grew up in Catholic religion where I heard some horrendous things that happened not to my dad, but, you know, people in, in um, his world at his time in the Catholic boarding schools. So it's always been a bit of a bee in my bonnet. So I went down that path of, you know, well, what is these conspiracy theories talking about? child trafficking and uh, that's pretty horrendous. And I don't encourage you to go down there. You know, we don't have to see everything to know because I've, I've spent many times vomiting literally from the research I've done to get to a point of understanding what the heck is going on. Back to the conspiracy theories, um, you know, there's that one. There's, you know, that the why are all these arrests uh, – sorry, not arrests. Yes, there's the arrests ones. There's the CEOs. Why are all these CEOs from huge international com- uh, companies, why have they been resigning over the past two years The list is like hundreds of companies long, like the biggest company names in the world. All the CEOs are resigning. Mm, smell a rat there. Um, You know, what's going on with four popes? A black one, a white one, a grey one and a pink one. Okay, interesting. Why is there a suppression here in South Australia around, sorry, in Australia on the Woods report? Woods Royal Commission, which was into pedophilia, and it lists allegedly one ex-Australian prime minister i've known that for a long time um but that's all coming out in the forefront now again but that that report had uh so many horrendous stories in it that it was suppressed i think it was john howard that suppressed it our then prime minister for ninety years, and the thing that I smelt a rat about was why would you suppress something for ninety years because you never ever want it known that's that's a whole generation a whole every generation gone, like a whole lifetime on planet gone and so there's lots of rats out there and uh, and they're all coming out, so I'm finding it really fascinating that every kind of conspiracy theorist theory out there is already on my list and tied into the story and it makes complete sense. This is a spiritual war that is absolutely going on. This is about light versus dark. And as a result, it has never been more important for us to look over, look after and support and nurture our beautiful fellow man because 99.999% of us are good people. We're great people. And that other little bit that's not, that's the dark. And unfortunately, the dark has been ruling this planet for a very long time. It is all about bloodlines. It goes back many, many thousands of years, but definitely 2,000 years at least, but I believe it goes way, way, way back further. Quite a fascinating thing. And a very famous person who faked her death and is very knowledgeable on this, has written a book about it. It's almost finished and she will be giving me a copy, and I will be ensuring that I let you guys all know about this book because it's fascinating. But everything that is going on right now is all about bloodlines. So enough of all that. Let's, let's go into the positive, hey, because there's so much of other negative stuff that we could go into of all the different theories. What I want to talk about really is this beautiful great awakening and what the new world could look like. Now, let's talk about NWO, New World Order. That was something that the bad guys. Now, bearing in mind, there is no good or bad. However, the world that I choose to move in and live in and be a part of is not in alignment with the bad guys, but they give me the contrast. I can witness the bad stuff that's going on so that I can give my conscious energy to manifesting that which I do want. So we have to have good and bad, yin and yang, black and white, light and dark, so the dark is there. So basically, I've taken a hit and gone right into the dark to really start to understand what this is all about and come out of it stronger than ever in the light. Here we have an opportunity to look at, as I said earlier, every system that could be changed. But the most important thing I'm seeing here is that every time we've seen change, it has often come from the top down. And the new world order is where they want one global world or one global regime with one master, one currency, one rule for all. That's the new world order of the bad guys. Now, the new world of the Great Awakening is completely different. It is, yes, it is one global world. However, it is more about each of us having our own villages. It is, where's my area? Where's my tribe? How are we going to run my tribe? So my tribe, because I live in a city, I live in a city. I don't know how many people are in the city. My state has about one 3 million or 1.4 million people, I think, my state. But it might be that the city has a, an, an area of governance and that the country regions have an area of governance. The borders will perhaps be different. I don't know. It'll, it'll be a really interesting time. But we will be empowering ourselves through having leadership that is for the people, by the people so it's going to be a very different structure to what we've seen there's been a lot of uh, suppressed technology that will blow you away we think that we've got really smart with having things like the internet and and i don't know what f- smartphones and all of that and yeah they're great they're awesome incredible inventions and i'm grateful for them however we've had so much suppressed it's not funny and and you know you guys know this we've talked about in the past things little things like yeah they've got a light bulb that they know they can invent that never has to be replaced. They've invented it, but they won't let it go to market because they don't make money off it. It's the same thing as we know that, you know what, if you're feeling a bit unwell, get an onion, cut it up in half, put that on each sole of your feet, go to bed with the socks on. Yes, your room will smell like, you know, onion soup the next morning, but it's going to draw the, the stuff out of your body and you'll feel much better. We know all of this stuff, but it's not going to be released. It's all been suppressed because, or well, the onions, <laughs> oh, well, look at the hit that all of the natural therapists have taken over the years. You know The shame and ridicule that's gone on our mainstream media because we don't make them money we save money. We we stop them from earning huge amounts of money. So every industry is going to change. One of the things that I'm really excited about is a thing called MedBeds. Now I've got, you can, you can go onto YouTube. It can be a little hard to find, but there's, because uh, it does keep most of the resources and things I get, they just keep taking them down and I've got to search again. But I will search for some links based on whatever feedback we get from this and what people are interested in. Um, but MedBeds are amazing. Uh, there's a movie that was out, Lissam or something, apparently about seven years ago, which actually had one in it. And they've been using them for decades. My my understanding is they've been using them for at least 60-odd years Since JFK got um, assassinated, they've been around before then. And these have all been hidden and my mail is that they're in full manufacturing mode at the moment in the US and that soon, and I'm guessing, I don't like giving dates because every time I give a friend a date, it's always wrong. I'm just going to say soon, all right, they will be released and I've already put my hand up that I'm going to be buying some here for South Australia. Basically, you go in and there's different types of them, but you go in, pop your body in, and in five minutes, your whole body gets all recalibrated and your DNA all all um, back to original and everything. And you walk out and you're disease-free. You can grow limbs. You, I know I'm going to sound like a crazy person now, but actually... I've sounded like a crazy person my entire life, so what's the difference? I just know that I'm doing a big stretch on this particular episode. However, that's really exciting. So if you can get your head around the fact that things have been so suppressed that as a result we've missed out on decades of growth in what we believe is possible because we as humans have been suppressed in our knowledge. So not only have we been suppressed in what's possible – we've been suppressed in in the way we've been manipulated to get excited at a uh, an iPhone when realistically we should have been getting excited when did I have, or when did phones mobile phones came in 19 mid 90s i think something like that so 25 years ago, we got excited about mobile phone technology. Meanwhile, the elite were actually fixing their bodies up so that they could live for as long as they wanted to. That's going to be really exciting. Every one of us has beautiful people that we love and care for who have, you know, dis-ease. That's all going to be gone. Yeah, for those of you that still do the odd cigarette or two like me, yeah, we'll just pop in there and addiction's not going to be an issue anymore. Woohoo! Lots of exciting things on the medical front, lots of exciting things on science front, on inventions. Uh, there's replicating machines, which is going to be so wonderful for our gorgeous planet. I mean, look at how beautiful Mother Earth has been thriving, you know, during this last few months uh, or last six months. So there are so many many more great inventions to help that. Now, one of the things I want to talk about with Jasara is that there is going to be huge, and I mean huge, like you can't not get your head around without doing a lot of work. For me to get my head around these figures, I reckon it took me four months to really sit in it and go, yes, that's true and I can sit in that and feel my worth and know that I can absolutely be one of the custodians of this opportunity to share for all of man good and that is money. Huge squillions of amounts of money is being given to humanitarian causes. And every one of you listening, I mean God, so many of you over the years have shared with me, whether it's in coaching, you know, sessions or whether it's been emails or comments and, you know, Facebook page, whatever have shared your dreams of, oh, I'd love to have a healing center or I'd love to be looking after, you know, a warrior looking after the oceans and clearing them all or I'd love to be growing this or I'd love to be getting in on those new inventions and getting that out there. I'd love to be rewriting the education system or I'd love to be teaching people in business about how they can do it from love and not from fear or, you know, you're all rule breakers and free thinkers and way showers. And so this is the time because the money is coming for every one of your ideas to be manifested and get this, as big as you believe you can handle. So I started off with my first idea that I thought, right, this is actually going to happen. And I was pretty excited about it. And you know, I can dream pretty big from where that was, I think about four months ago when I first started really thinking this is happening um, through to today. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually okay with handling huge amounts of money. When I say handle, I am the custodian of. It's not my money. But I am ready to receive a huge abundance because I feel like my model of being able to assist people in meeting them where they're at and helping them to thrive is going to be fantastic and that's where we're at we want to help people to thrive how do we get to, how do we get to thriving we get to thriving by healing you know we've got to heal our past we've got to soothe we have to soothe ourselves then we get a little bit stronger so then we can look at the dark we can look at the pain we can heal a lot of what i know is going to come out it will be coming out to the general public a lot of it won't because it's just it is actually literally just too dark and it, it isn't going to serve any purpose except for those of us who have put our hand up to say we're okay We're sitting in the energy of victims of the dark so that we can help them to heal. And that might be you or it might not be you, and it doesn't matter. There's no competition in this. No one's better than it is literally just each of us grabbing what we're good at doing, knowing who we are as an individual vibration and sovereignty, and then moving forward into our gifts to, to mankind. Now, the interesting model about this humanitarian um gifts that are coming out of abundance is it is going to be for every human being on the planet. I'm not sure how they're going to roll this out. I've seen many different models. I've seen problems with some, but I've also seen a couple of models that I can't see any problems with. I actually think it's going to continue to maintain a high-functioning, beautiful society. But what, what I believe, my interpretation of this is we're going to get people off the bottom two layers of the Maslow's hierarchical needs. So I can never remember them all. Uh, where's Peter Lennon when you know when you need him? He's always the one that will go, yes, it's this, 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 this. So the bottom two are about survival. You know, if you've got a roof over your head, if you've got food on your table, are you about to get eaten by a tiger? So that's the two. The bottom two levels is kind of where I think the vast majority of the planet, except the elites, have lived in. We as very blessed, you know, first world countries that do live in in abundance, what we've been led to believe is abundance, where we, you know, typically we do have a roof over our head and we have food on our table, but we have to work really hard for that. And many people are doing two, three jobs. There have been times in every person I know, regardless of how successful they've been in business, every person I know has had massive financial stress at some point in their life. We were never born for this. It was never meant to be this way. When a beautiful baby is born, they're meant to be gifted with gold. And that gold is to set them up for life so that they don't stay at the bottom two levels of Maslow's hierarchical needs. We're meant to be at the higher realms exploring creativity and contrast and and all sorts of love and you know self-actualization, so many things that... Most of us have actually been quite blessed to experience, that we've experienced it in fleeting moments. No, we're meant to be hanging out in those realms. That's where we're heading. So there's lots of different models. So I've got my own views on how this is going to roll out, but I'm not going to share them because I don't have any proof. I've just got, uh, I've got lots of proof of of the models and I've got lots of proof of some very powerful people are behind this. And I've got lots of stories from history that leads to where is this money coming from. But let me tell you, there's enough money for every person on the planet to really be a billionaire several times over, every single person, and enough money on top of that, to, to sustain every infrastructure. We've been lied to our whole lives on so many things and that's just one of millions of things we've been lied to. So what the role will be is to help people to heal because they're going to be shocked. You know, there's going to be people that are going to be shocked that are perhaps very religious. They're going to be shocked that their religious books are not what they thought they've been played. There's going to be people that are shocked about the education system, that what they've been taught with their degrees is not quite right, they've been played. There's going to be, look, it's just going to be so many different areas. But once we move through that shock, we then move to being empowered to be able to soothe and help others through their shock. And that's where I'm going to be working. I'll be doing a lot of my time working with beautiful people that are are not as, um, as aware of a lot of things, I want to help meet them where they're at, and uh, and my beautiful team will be working really hard on rolling out these houses of love all around the globe. Um, so, if at some point when we're ready, if that's something that floats your boat, every single beautiful light worker, there's the most gorgeous fully paid role for you to be doing, and when I say fully paid, way beyond what you've ever been paid before, because part of this is to also move us to thriving. Now, how as a society, and we've got to look at each different society, you know, there's there's different um, stories going on in third world countries, and there are loads of humanitarians doing some incredible work, or their plans. I've, I've been privy to a few different people's plans, and they've got some incredible stuff that they are ready to launch once the money drops for the humanitarian projects, they're ready to go. So, talking about in my world here in Australia, you know, but this can be rolled out everywhere. Is that to help people to to thrive? We've got to push them through a um, a healing around lack. You know, we have a big culture that comes from lack because we've been programmed to believe that we are lacking and. I know that everything I'm saying is on multi-levels because we can go spiritually. We know we're not lacking. We know that all the love that we need comes from within, that everything that we desire in life is from within. We know that. But then let's come down to a 3D human person turning up, going to work, you know, paying the bills, all of that, which all of us live. We live this duality all the time. So let's get to the 3D. We do come from a lack. You know, we don't know where, uh, you know, what sort of security we have. Everybody has different security. But all we need to do is just look at how fragile that is where, you know, through COVID is that so many businesses have closed. So many people have lost their jobs. And so we've seen how fragile that structure is, that it has actually been set up for us to believe that we come from lack. So to move to humans thriving, we've got to go through some different stages of raising the vibration, and one of them is lack. And so the way that we're going to help people do that is by them seeing and being a part of abundance. And for some people, well, for everyone, abundance is going to mean a different thing, but that's going to be really exciting. I'm really looking forward to all of that. I'm looking forward my beautiful houses of love, are, are places of of uh, nurturing, soothing, healing, and helping humans to thrive physically, emotionally, intellectually, spiritually, socially. And community. So it's really an uh, incredibly empowering place. And that excites me so much because I also know that every one of your dreams, and you're all dreamers, there's not one of you I haven't spoken to or, or chatted online with or communicated with that has not shared with me brilliant dreams that are of service to humanity or Mother Earth. And I'm excited because I know your dreams are coming true. Bar none. There's none of you that this is not coming true for. If you choose, you just have to choose. So get ready, get excited, really start visualizing. You know, you've always had this idea, get it down on paper, start nutting it out. What's it going to look like? How am I actually going to do this? Who do I need to help me? What what do I need to put in place? What can I start putting in place now? Or what can I be putting in place on paper, ready for when the finances arrive so that you can manifest this and start making it happen, turning it into a creation? so it's incredibly exciting so humanitarian you know what is a humanitarian cause okay so my understanding when jassari does roll out is that there will be a there will be some leadership guidelines of what can people can go, well, I want to be a part of that. And it could be that I want to contribute to, to growing healthy food. You know, we're going to have no toxins any longer. We're not going to be poisoned by the elite any longer. We won't have, you know, fluoride in our water. We won't have um, chemtrails. We won't have uh, the poisons on our food. Oh, and by the way, for those of you that are scared about five G, I believe it's been taken over by the Alliance, and that it's being turned into Tesla healing stations, which is amazing, absolutely amazing. Because those those Tesla coils will actually give free energy to everybody. So that's part of also part of Jassara and Asara is that um, uh, there's free energy for everyone. There's no income tax; you don't get taxed anymore. That they were stealing from you, and I'll tell you all about that in another podcast. There's no income tax. There's a basic tax allegedly going to be. Look, all of this could be changed, but it, it, it's it's just going to be finessed. I think there'll be some sort of tax on new goods only. But if you want to buy a house and the house is three months old, that's not a new home. That's you're buying it off someone else. Or you want to buy a car that's doesn't. If you want to buy something that's already in existence, that's not that's been pre-owned. There's no tax, no taxes. There's so much around. Your in your rights. That's going to come out. That's very exciting. I'm all over the shop here. I so hope this is making sense. Anyway, Jasara is going to be amazing for everybody. But why I felt passionate also about doing this podcast was because you guys are the leaders in this arena. You know, you've been hanging out in the five D world forever. You are beautiful warriors of light you have hearts that are open, you are so of service to humanity and that is what humanitarian causes are. So you can have your basics of I want to get clean water and I want to get homing homes and housing in third world countries. You can have, you know, I want to get services and, and support to homeless people here in first world countries. You know, there's the obvious things that we want to do, but they will be on a leadership thing where they're already going to be in place and you can contribute and jump in and be a part of those, no problems at all, or you can create your own or you can do a bit of both. I'm actually planning on doing a bit of both, so um, a lot of both. So when you are looking at dreaming big and you're questioning, well, can I do this? It's like, you know, I had somebody the other day say to me, well, is art considered a humanitarian thing? Absolutely. When people really realize the symbolism that has gone in from the elite from the dark forces to to control our minds to manipulate us we are going to need new everything new movies new music new books new art new everything and that anything that is of beauty to uplift humanity in my opinion is absolutely humanitarian thing. Are you of service to people or are you of service to the planet? Then that is, in my opinion, humanity. Because we have to meet people on on all these different levels at all these different entry points. So who's to say that, you know, One person might go, art, what a waste of time. And another person might go, oh, my God, that brings me so much joy. I have it on my wall. And every time I get anxious about what I've gone through, I look at that art and it just soothes me. Job done. Awesome. So be as creative as you want. Follow your joy. Follow your bliss. Follow your passion. Always come from love. And know this, love wins. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happen And it's a beautiful day